To another not for nothing. Holy yeah. brightness. This is I've got yeah. I got this turned up to the nuts. Like the Phoenix Suns. Oh my god, the Phoenix Suns, Chris. Can you explain Ooh. something to me? Oh, I'll sure I'd be happy to try. Uh this is not Phoenix Suns related by any means, but it does it's that wow. same area code, I guess. I don't know. Same 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 time zone. Okay. U- Utah. Utah fans? Phoenix fans. Yeah. Okay, let's start with Phoenix fans. Okay. Everybody says they're great, and they are. They don't. They only come out for winners, though. They're like the for sure. They hate. They don't care about a team that's under five hundred. They've been like non-existent until this year. Now, my they're great when they're in that place. Like I've been enjoying watching Phoenix Suns games because their fans are so. Mm-hmm. They go so fucking berserk for this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm I'm like I have mixed feelings about them. The fucking. Utah Jazz fans who are year-round fans, they're first of all, they're still doing the color thing, like where like you show up in a specific colored shirt or they give them to you. Like, who's doing that still? That's still a thing only in Utah. Like, wait, the what? Where the fans come and they put on the T-shirt that's sitting on their seat, and then they oh, like, okay, go, yay, yeah. we look color com- coordinated, and also red and I mean, fucking red and. Orange aren't your colors, Utah. Like you're you're not that you're green and purple. Those are your colors. <laughs> Sorry. You can't be like all oh no, we're a new gradated color scheme. It's red, red and orange and yellow. Uh, and it's a, a lot square. of teams do that though. But they're this is the playoffs. They're, they're acting like they they don't have the little music note as a J. They're like <laughs> Mark Eaton is Rolling over in his freshly dug grave. Well, yeah, that's, you know. Um, I feel like Denver's kind of doing the same thing. They keep throwing like... They, they do. I mean, Different I get color palettes around. The city thing, whatever, it's fine. But like Utah's changed their entire logo, entire color scheme. Like it's always been this way. Like uh, You know what? Uh, to be honest with you, I'm okay with it because I hated the green and, and the purple shit, you know? Well, that's and not even And we've been having to deal with that for like 35, 40 years. And I'm... I kind of like these new kind of these color schemes and, and I like the Jersey look too and stuff actually. Okay. It's the best they've ever had. I think I, I can't disagree with you there. And, and the fact that they've appropriated the Utah jazz, like there's no jazz in Utah. There's not even a black person in Utah. So like (laughs) Carl Malone, unless Carl Malone's the sole Carl Malone's your entire jazz audience. It's like, I think all they listen to is Betty Goodman. Yeah, exactly. It's that kind of jazz. Yeah, it's like big bands. It's, clari- it's clarinet jazz. Or free, Clar- or free jazz, like an 80s free jazz. I, I don't even know what free jazz is, but it sounds very U- Utahian. Is that, yeah, is that how you- yeah. It would be like the, what the, the hippies that moved to Utah back in, yeah, the, back in the 70s. They're like, oh, let's <laughs> join this cool cult. And then they stayed. And we're going to play white jazz. Yeah, they're like, we, could, we got a jazz. We got a way cooler jazz. Give me that mouth harp, Deb. I bet you I can figure a way into this. Figure that into, into the mix. The piccolo? Yeah, piccolo. I got piccolo. I got yeah. one of those slide whistles. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got that Casio tone keyboard. I mean, you could do some fun stuff. That's what they oh, listen. Man. That's Utah jazz. 
Yeah. Is that what they play like during the games? You know, when everyone else is playing like hip hop and like sound effects and yeah. stuff, they're just playing like free jazz they're play- for their yeah, free music jazz. in the game. Like a 27, 27 minute, like, I don't know. <laughs> solo riff like solo on a Casio. Riff. Yeah. A guitar, a guitar riff. <laughs> a little clarinet in there, synthesized clarinet. Yeah, yeah exactly. Or one of those things that play, like ladies, folk ladies from the 70s played. It's like a, Looks like it's hard to explain what it is. It looks like a guitar, but it's just a box, and you press buttons on it and you strum it. It's like a harp, but it's, it's a harpsichord. No, no, that's a piano. It's like oh, a harp. Yeah, it's like it sits on your lap, and you have long hair. Yeah, I like, know exactly. Somewhere, I think our music teacher and I, of course like, she did. Used to play that exactly right. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's got like buttons, but you like have to wear like little finger picks too. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's the solos they play at Utah Jazz games to get them fired up. Oh man, I thought that was always called a harpsichord. No, a harpsichord is what like Beethoven plays. Like, oh, it, but it's a it's a piano. It's shaped like it's shaped like a piano, but it sounds much worse. It's like what they play when people dance in movies from yesteryear with like powdered wigs and a drawn mm-hmm. on mole. That's yeah. a harpsichord. Oh, okay, all right, gotcha. Thanks for the history lesson there. Hey, my pleasure. Uh, all right, so you you're pro Utah jerseys. I I'm anti. I think I'm just. I watched that game and I was like, I hate the Clippers with all my heart, but I cannot root for Utah. I just don't have it in my soul. Yeah, it's a tough. Um, it's a tough call to sort of. Um, Joe Ingles, like I can't. Yeah, man. I ooh, like when I watch him play, I just I conf- I'm confused. Like, how is he really good? Yeah, I mean, and and both. Bogdanovich is he on their team too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old Nets, yeah, guy, yeah. yeah. Um, they all look like they all look like washed up like sitcom stars. Like they, yeah, yeah. There were guys used to play like in the in the in the like the 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 rec center. Like the old guys used to play against when we were like teenagers. Right, exactly right. With like a they wear goggles and they're like a crafty left. Yeah, yeah, sweaty, matted chest hair. They're always shirtless. Just go ape shit on box outs. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. where these guys are. It, it, although, it, I, guess, so it, I guess it does make it easier to sort of just keep, to keep rooting for the Suns then to make the finals. Oh, there's no other team. There's no, I mean, yeah, because I, no I, I don't know. I can't, I can't pick like a, a Clippers Jazz winner. I mean, I kind of like villain Clippers now in a weird way. I'm kind of rooting for villain Clippers. I don't want to see the Jazz do anything ever. Like, yeah, it's gonna like that. I do love Donovan Mitchell though. So I mean, if you know, if this, if this, let me tell you. Here's what I think. Here's in case you're wondering. Here's what I think. If the <laughs> Nets are the foregone conclusion, then I want them to play the Clippers because yeah, that at least it'll be a fun finals and yeah, like, and it'll just be like billionaire against billionaire, like throwing their dick around. Like I think that right. that's that may be. The, the way to go, but if I don't have the Nets, then I want anybody but the Clippers. I'll take Utah, who, like whatever. Then it just doesn't really matter that much anymore. Well, I, w- I think it's also kind of um, it's sort of easy if, if one of those two teams is in the finals, it's sort of easy just to root for whoever's coming out of the East then at that point too, right? Yes. Because you're just like, oh, this makes it easier to vote, for, like to root for either the Bucks or the Nets or, you know, Philly or even Atlanta, if that even, if that even happens. Um, I mean, I think, uh, I think it's, it's, like, it's sort of like, yeah, it's sort of like the East. It, it's sort of the e- any of the East teams that basically. I have a funny stat for you that I've dug up. It's not funny. Ooh, it's actually like you. drastic. Yeah. Of the, the NBA 
has five black head coaches right now. It's the lowest it's ever had. Okay. Three of those coaches are still in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And you tell me a fucking black head coaches can't coach. Yeah. It's, fu- it's unbelievable. Three of eight. And that's of a pool of five are still in the fucking playoffs. Now, two mm-hmm. of them are playing against each other. So mm-hmm. one of them is going to go like continue on. And I'm guessing Monty is too. So you're going to end up with like two of four. Fine. Of the, of the final four teams will have black head coaches. And yet w- w- we're still They're underrepresented. Yeah. Grossly underrepresented. It's, yeah. it's mind blowing. It's laughable. It's, it's not even laughable. It's sad. You're right. It's, it's not sad. Funny. It's sad. And it's terrible. And it's fu- And, and w- what, I, I yeah every I mean it's just it's it's a direct line from ownership. Oh, there's no black owners, so I mean hopefully people like Dwayne Wade, other players that are getting partnership, par, you know at least partial partnerships right. or partial ownerships of these teams will have some influence in that regard, and some Sam yeah. Sam Cassells and the and the like will finally get a look. And I and the the white excuse is that the coaching like the way the coaching trend is going is away from ex players. And that's why black Never coaches are underrepresented. Yeah, it's fucking horseshit. This fucking guy and Nate McMillan gets fired for this fucking bozo in, in Indiana who's already gone. And Nate McMillan is getting paid as an assistant coach to fucking to be a one and one deadlock with a fucking number one team in the East. Like, yeah. it's fucking crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Who, who himself has, has really seemed to have changed and adapted his... Uh, coaching style and philosophies to fit Atlanta's needs, which is is, is remarkable and impressive to me because I, for years, the knock on McMillan was, and it was true, is that he he just he like sort of drains a team's offensive abilities and capabilities, and that's what was happening in in Indiana. Uh, so it's nice to see too that you know uh, a guy like him who is sort of realizing he needs to sort of you know make changes and or improvements to his own coaching, whereas other coaches don't as well and and but still get jobs. Yeah. Like D'Antoni, D'Antoni is the guy I knew I knew you were going to say it. Like that sort of goes right to my head. Anyway, go go ahead. Yeah, but it's like yeah, it's like D'Antoni's the top of everybody's list. Jeff Van Gundy who hasn't coached in 20 plus still, years. Still, he's never going to coach again. Why is he still yeah. in the conversation? He's just getting these the name associated with every team is insane. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's a and the, and the fact that the Blazers are like D'Antoni's name is now maybe apparently rumored to be at the top of the list in, in itself is just stupid that it's even the rumor because you don't replace a guy like Stotts and ha- who has the whole team has trouble defensively with the worst defensive philosophy minded coach out there in D'Antoni. Yeah, you should just bring back Dunleavy at that point. Oh my god, <laughs> just bring back Nate McMillan then. I know, right? Oh. <sighs> That would be amazing if the Hawks, I mean, the Hawks have to hire him full time, which is still amazing that they're not, that he's still basically under the interim tag is incredible as well. That's, oh, that's kind of, that's the frustrating thing too. I agree. You want a hot, you want a hot coaching take that I've got for you? Do it. I have a, I think. Give me the hot stuff. I think this guy that is, that is the successor to Coach K is going to fall on his face and be out in three years and Brad Stevens will be the coach of Duke until we are in our graves. Man, I brought that up last week. No, you didn't. I did. No, rewind it. I said they, I said he used that because that was, might be the only place he would go and consider. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna happen. I just I'm furthering your take. It's a yeah. dual take. You're right. Okay. It's you probably right. where I was inspired from it. <laughs> so I'll give you that. But mine is a official. Three years, Brad Stevens will be in Duke. 
Oh, I like that. I like the three year thing. That that's um that's a good strong I think take because it's yeah three years. There's a new athletic director at Duke who apparently didn't get to make this hire because she's not officially on. So like <laughs> she's yeah she's not a new hire well, for she, another no month right? That, no one's getting no one's getting to outvote Shashevsky on who his successor is going to be too though. That's a good point. Hey, speaking of college coaches, what's Bo Schembechler up to? <laughs> Jesus, dude, have you read this stuff? I mean, why does every fucking Big Ted coach from back in the day a fucking dickhead? <laughs> to his own son. Uh, his adopted son. Which oh, is a, a, his adopted oh, that's why. It's just his weird, weird trend. Yeah, it was his adopted son. Or okay, cur- so his, to be fair, I didn't read the whole st- I didn't read everything about it. I, what did I, you learn? What did you learn? The fact that basically his his okay, so it's his adopted son uh made claims to Bo Schembechler. Yep. That the uh was it the strength coach? Who the heck was it? It was the team doctor. Oh, the team doctor uh, sexually molested this kid. Yeah. And the kid reported it to his stepdad. Yeah. Father. And yeah. Bo basically was like, man up. I don't believe you. And covered up the whole thing and sided with the fucking doctor guy. Yeah. Which is weird, but I think very 1969. Um, but that oh, guy, I, oh, I only think sixty nine. I think it's like very just. This is this is very masculine male leadership coaches yeah. for even up until like five years ago. Stop being gay. It's this guy stayed with the team until two thousand and three. This dude who is making these claims, Matt Schembechler, uh, you have to put yourself in his shoes. First of all, he's sixty two, so he's not just. I don't think a sixty two year old guy. I mean, this is like some repressed shit that he's finally coming out with. Like, yeah, his dad died years ago, so this isn't like a. I don't, I don't, I, I'm, who knows how the relationship is. I'm completely is believing him, but I do know oh, that like sure. he was adopted like only like a couple years or maybe a year before this happened. So imagine you're this kid, you're adopted by Bo Schembechler, you get moved to Michigan and a year later you get anally probed. I mean, how confusing is that for a kid and then punched by your stepdad or your, your new dad? Yeah, like the, I that's mean, that's the, so that's scarring and like, so fucked up. But so these guys are so in tune with their ability to, to be men and 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 not stand up. Like you can't even stand up for your own son who you just adopted. Yeah. Like you got to You're still. You're so ingrained in this 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 way and this belief of like winning at all costs and and moving forward. And they're like, there is this isn't so wrong. Like you have to do this is on you or something. Like, I don't, I just can't, I, I can't understand this and believe that this, like, I, I mean, I can believe that this happened because it's so ch- bullshit crap that this is what has been purveyed and just, um, you know, continued on because I mean, these men are held in so much regard and power and that they don't want to tell them themselves, basically. 900 former patients have retained legal counsel to claim that they were abused Jesus. by this guy. 900. This is insane. Yeah. This, like, I mean, fuck, man! Like, so, so like, but like, here's the is... here's the kicker. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh doesn't think Bo Schembechler would have done that. He he thinks he would have taken action. If of he course, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. this is so ingrained yeah. in these people, yeah. and the way all yeah. of them have been raised and grown through sports, and specifically football. It's just a disgusting fucking thing. And and then to be a coach and to be a leader of men, but yet not, and it just and it, like, you're not protecting. You're not at your father figure. You're not protecting these kids. You're just using them, and yeah. you're you're in a sense you're you're a part of the abuse, and you're yeah. actually you're actually abusing them yourselves. Yeah, 
There's no doubt about it. I think maybe he was adopted as like a stepson, and that might be how he was adopted. I might he might not have come from an orphanage, which is even okay. weirder to have right. a stepdad. But still, it doesn't like matter. It's horrible. Man. It's horrible. Do you know how much? Do you? Know, I I can tell you this. As a child, if I were abused by a doctor, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have been able to say anything. I would have kept that to myself. I just know I would have. I know me. So the fact that this kid said anything. And then was like punched. Yeah, back for then, it. even. Yeah, it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing. <clears throat> fuck the legacy of Bo Schembechler. Who cares? Yeah, man. Fuck all these guys. I. This is. You. <clears throat> I know. I can't. I have no words. Actually, I know. I, I, I know. Like I thought I did actually, and it. It, it just. <clears throat> I don't know, man. Like the fact that that really, that really gets to me. Um, well, the other part of this is I can promise you that the big blue machine or whatever they're fucking called. There's how many I would love to be. I would really don't want to, but I would kind of love to like listen to like Ann Arbor radio right now and just hear all the people <laughs> that are defending Bo Beckler today. I, yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah, probably it will be worth it. You know, it'd be interesting to see like how far they're going to try to defend him and his legacy. Tell he go, tell he dies. Their glory they're of, still of fucking Michigan. trying to get like Joe P's Joe Pa's fucking statue back up. Right. That fucking, right. that guy fucking, exactly. sh- Sweeping fucking kids' lives under the fucking rug, like he didn't know. Fucking right. fuck you, fuck you, Joe Pa. Like, like the, the fact that they, the, the fact that they use the sort of this this big tough sports bravado guys, you know, but they they don't act, you know, that sort of tough when these really these really sort of instances of of power and and conflict are involved. Yeah. Right, like it's a weird, it's such a weird dichotomy of of how they pick and choose, how, what to what to sort of to protect and act tough about, which really it's it's so confusing and so fucked up and backwards. I agree. Also, like the fact that this is like has they're like, only I mean they're basically so they start they all they do is they bully the kids and the people who are lower than them. And that they know that they can they can abuse and, and bully themselves and not some like piece of shit doctor guy, but for some reason like you can't you can't you can't influence and bully him into you know sort of uh, of cor- sort of trying to correct this on even some level. Yeah, like that, right? Like it's not like he's not standing up and being a tough guy towards the doctor. He's being a tough guy to his own kid and other teenagers and stuff who are who are who he's supposed to be leaders of and that's what that's what's sickening to me i agree i agree i mean i agree with everything you're saying i can't i just but i can't fathom that like another man who a grown man who who is doing something horribly wrong to kids and you can't stand up to him as a coach and can hold him responsible as the coach as the one you're supposed to be leading and guiding through all this yeah, it's a. I mean, I don't know. I don't and know what the temperature. Has, like one of the most powerful positions in that university in that time of life when when football is absolute. College football is absolute power. It's your fucking kid, dude. Yeah, it's your kid. It's your kid. And now there's 900 other people. You know, like so. How many other? Uh, That's blood on your hand, Bo That's blood on your hand. You had the you had the opportunity to get that guy fired. You had that mm-hmm. opportunity. To, to, to take care of those 900 people, or at least a, a portion of them, over yeah. the next, what, 40-plus years? Yeah, and you choose to ignore it. Yeah, you chose. Just like Paterno, and just like all these other, turn a blind eye because you value success 
and your job too much. And your fear, and your fear of, and your homophobia. Yeah, your fear that it's gay that you don't right. want to that you don't want to like address it in that regard. Right, because right. you're so scared of that. What, yeah, yeah. It's it. Yeah, it's horrible. Uh, oh, man, what would Judge Judy say? <laughs> <laughs> she throw the book at him, Chris. <laughs> Is she dead? What happened? No, she's retired. Uh, she, her show is no more. Is it the People's Court? I uh, uh, no, it's just Judge Judy, isn't it? Man, nah, that's fine. I know. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it should be a bigger deal because she always seemed to be in the news for the last thirty years, forty years too. I don't, I don't even know how long she's been going on this thing. But everyone seems to praise and hold Judge Judy in this light of like she is just, you know, she's a is she a real is she even a real judge? She's a tough cookie. I'm sure she's a real judge. Okay, so who happens to just got like a show as being like a fake judge? I'm surprised. I'm surprised Donald Trump didn't appoint her to the Supreme Court. To be honest with you, <laughs> I don't know. Right, it's not against. It's like right up his alley. Yeah, that would have been very on brand for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, poor Judge Judith. What is it? Shineland. 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 Born on my birthday. Go figure. We share the same B day. She's old kick in the ass. Yeah. She's a good she went to American University in DC. New York Law School. Yeah, she's she's accredited. Well, good for you, Judge Judy. I I'm whatever. Not sure. really I don't really care. <laughs> she's the <laughs> longest serving judge or arbiter in a courtroom themed program. Uh, she got to go in the Guinness Book of World Records for that. So okay. I mean, she basically that. made this whole like courtroom drama thing what it is these days. I now, thought that was right? people's court. What about George, Judge Wapner? Wasn't he the no, guy? No, he was. I think he was like he was. He, now, I mean, he came before and he started the whole thing. But I think Judge Judy kind of gained the popularity and the respect, and she got paid. And and then I think she kind of grew all the other sort of judge shows based from kind of from her. Where I, it was a little more personality. It was a little more entertainment. I think I think uh, Wapner was kind of like you know the old, you know, uh, hard line kind of curmudgeon kind of a judge. Thing. I liked Wapner. I did too. <laughs> I'm down with him. I want to bring him back. <laughs> Hologram Wapner. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, does anyone watch TV anymore? All right. Anyway, let's uh, let's keep going. What do you say? Yep. Let's move, let's move on from that. Um, to- you had a question at the top of the show. This is weird. We usually would do this kind of, or you had a question for me in your notes. Usually we would do this at the top of the show. Let's just squeeze it into the middle because I think it's interesting. I love it. Uh, you, you asked in your question, you, you, you asked me the question in my text uh, if I was scared to death of anything. Um, I, I do want my answer. Or do you want to just tell your story of what you're scared to death of? <laughs> you can, you can, you can, uh, you can go first and see, and uh, I'm curious to see if you, if you have any sort of like a phobia or fear of, of anything at all. And, and like, has it sort of affected you? I do. I have okay. one, I have one phobia, uh, like a true phobia. I don't know what it's called. I don't know what the, the scientific name of it is. It's, one, it's a kind of phobia that like, it's a true phobia because it, it's based on nothing and it's totally irrational. Yeah, exactly. But I am deathly afraid of bats. Like I fucking can't look at them on on okay. my phone, I can't see them at all. Like, if they're flying overhead, I go inside. If that's why you hate Batman. I mean, I it's I guess I'm, <laughs> Batman's just whack. He's just one. He's a fucking one percenter. He's like the owner of the fucking Mavs. He's Mark Cuban. Who then gets to beat up people? 
Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm one percenter. I grew up with a silver spoon. I do what I want. Now I'm going to take out these scoundrels who are (laughs) depraved. (laughs) I'm going to probably run for mayor. (laughs) You would actually make a perfect Batman foil then. Yeah. I I hate fucking bats. Yes. Uh, As a kid, I hated them. They always fly around. I've been on camping trips where I have gone to bed at like 4 p.m. because bats come out. I don't want to be around them. I never want to fucking look at them. Like, my dad had one stuck in his car grill once. It scared the shit out of me. Like, I fucking do, I just, I I don't know why I'm not afraid of, like, them getting stuck in my hair. I'm not afraid of rabies. I'm not afraid of them giving the world COVID, even though they did, <laughs> which is a very rational fear, if you look at it that way. But bats, I can't stand the motherfuckers. Okay. All right. Um, What's yours? What? So, mine is and it's it's basically the same thing it's bats no it's it's basically in the same sense of like it's i think it's an irrational fear i don't have any sort of hard reason or experience in why i i i'm afraid of i'm afraid of snakes okay and like even like little ones and garden snakes or gardener snakes or whatever they're called um like non-venomous snakes what if i was like chris i have a non-venomous garter snake in this box I'm going to show it to you now. Nope. nope. You'll freak nope. out. Nope. I'll freak out. Yeah. If you even held that thing up and like put it like toward, you know, like kind of even held it towards but me. But like no scariness of, of it. Like just, like no surprise. Because that to me is like what, why snakes suck is they surprise you. Like Yeah. You, that's, I don't like them in like, but once I know right, they're, they're there. Right, because they're quiet. They're silent. They could sneak up on you. That once I know they're too. there, I'm pretty okay with them. Like, I, All right. Like, but you couldn't, like if I was I don't like, like the way they move. Tomorrow at 3.30. I'm going to show you a snake. You'll be like, no, I can't. Nope, Can you look at them on up. TV? I won't even. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They gross me out though. And that's so as, as like another layout. So it's, it's not the, it's not like the best thing to watch. Like if there's like a nature channel and they're like showing snakes or if they're like, it's like Indiana Jones and he's like in the pit of snakes. Yeah. It gives me like the release. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Does yeah. it, is it the leglessness? Do you think? Cause I think. I sort of just yeah, it's like the, they slither the way they move, yeah. they coil. Because if and they like, were, if they had legs, I think you would like them fine. They would just be lizards, and you'd mm, be like, oh yeah, look yeah, at, look at I guess. Uh, yeah, because I like lizards and stuff. Yeah, That's lizards okay. are lizards are fine, but if lizards yeah, didn't cool. have legs, you'd fucking yeah. hate them. Yeah, yeah, because then they'd be a snake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but they, it's you know with the stripings and the colorings and all that shit, and the and, like, and the poisonousness isn't great. Right? Yeah, the poisonousness, and I like I will have my like I will have nightmares about being like with with snakes it's like the only thing that i've i think i've woken up in like the dead sweat in like the middle of the night going oh fuck and you're like is there snakes actually here so did you find a snake is it why are you, why are we talking about this yeah so uh we were in vermont last week with my wife and i in the house oh, we're doing no. some gardening yard work blah 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 i have a basement door that has like a screen door on it uh-huh uh and i so i left the basement door open and the screen door was closed yep and I walked in down in the basement one to grab something in like the corner. And I got within probably not even five feet. And I, I like, I, it was laying on the ground and I saw it. And I was like, and it was, it was right where it was like early in the morning. I was there. There was like a, there was a, a, a water hose, like kind of in the same corner. And I was using the hose and it wasn't there then. So like, I noticed it right away and I jumped back like three feet. What kind of snake was it? It turns out. So I had to Google it. And I kind of looked at it and I was like trying to take pictures from like 10 feet away, you know, and like yeah. trying to zoom in on the fucking thing. It's a corn snake. And it kind of looks like a rattlesnake. It's a corn snake. 
it was a, I think it's a milk snake. Yeah, milk snake, corn snake. I think they're the same. Yeah. Non-venomous, but biggest Yeah, fuck. non-venomous, but it has like the, it has like this little sort of Y-shaped marking on the back of its head. They could get fucking huge. Kristen's they, parents had one in like the... Yeah. This one was like at least two feet coiled up. Yeah. So what happened though is... It got inside, and then we have all these like the mouse glue traps around because we had a little yep, mouse problem. That's always on. the next fucking thing, right? And so it got stuck on the glue trap. Fuck that! That fucking. And then I was like, "Is this thing dead? Because this hasn't been here that long, so I don't think it's dead." But no. it wasn't moving. Yeah. And then I tried to get like a poker or something to try to grab it, no. and then it started moving, and no. I ran away. No, is it still there? I, no. So it, it took me two days to build up the courage and the and the and the stones to try to get rid of it and and it was still there because it was still stuck to the glue trap so and every sad. time i touched it it would move and slither its tail That's so and sad. i was like oh now god I god now i, I was bad. having i literally was having like a panic attack trying to like deal with this thing and my wife was gone or she took her dad and, and and them out for the day or something and so i was like i'll use this opportunity to try to deal with this thing you didn't have the dad do it no, no, he would fucking no. He wouldn't do fucking shit. He wouldn't. Oh, really? he, no, fuck no. He ain't, he ain't doing dead. that. Chris is no, I literally, I'm. I literally was calling like my name. Na- I was about to call my neighbor, who I don't really know. I've only met like twice, uh, and to see if like he could deal with this because I was. So what'd you do? I, I was panicked, man. I was I was like bent over, like trying to like slow breathe the shit because I was like freaking the fuck out. Yeah. And then I went back down, and it it coiled itself around the garden hose. Okay. So now I'm like, fuck, Poor now I got to get it off the hose. That's sad. I feel bad for the snake now. Yeah. And then like, so I, I grabbed the, so I had the fire poker and I, the one of the fire poker I have, it's, it's like, it has like the little hook on the end of it. Yeah. So I was like trying to, and that's what you see in the, in like the nature shows when they're yeah. dealing with snakes, they have like that kind of like the hook, hook thing. Yeah. And so I grabbed it. And as soon as I grabbed a hold of it, it started wrapping itself around the fire poker. Oh, that's good. And I, no, but then I was like, fuck, I'm not going to get it. Because it was like squeeze. I could feel it squeezing and clamping. I was like, fuck, now I'm not going to get off the fucking fire poker. But so what? Then you just run outside with it. No, but it's on the glue trap. Is that stuck to the glue trap? Did the glue trap just come trap. up? Yeah, it was like super stuck. to Because it, it would have gotten itself off the glue trap if it wasn't stuck. Oh, that poor fucking And thing, it would have disappeared. So finally, I, I used that. And then I, I found like this old like uh, um, push broom, uh, you know, uh, pole. Yeah, this is and intense. I, I grabbed that and I dr- I was able to get off the hose and I drug it and that thing was that thing was at least six to eight feet long so I was able to grab it and not even get the fuck close to it. Yeah. Um. I almost threw. I think I almost threw up a couple times because I was like, "What's where's the snake now?" It's just so it's just on the floor. It's on the glue trap and then I was able to like right get it now onto, it's like, on a the shovel. glue trap. I got onto a shovel and then I dumped it in a in a garbage bag. I had to take it to the dump. Oh okay. Because I was like, I can't just put this thing back in the fucking wild because it's on a glue trap. Yeah, the dumps mean. That's a tough way to go. You could have yeah, killed fuck it. it. Fuck it. It's a fucking snake, man. But you should have killed him, probably. How am I going to kill it? We cut I off can't get that close to him. Yeah. I mean, if it was a bat, I would have fucking taken great... Right. So how would you have done it? If it was just a bat like laying on the ground or stuck in the I would have taken cramp. the biggest goddamn fucking rock I could find and smashed the fuck out of it. <laughs> like, the- with, vi- with, with vim and vigor. I would fucking... I hate them. Like, I, I know. I would. Can you, could you touch I, it, though? No. I, touch it? No, yeah. fuck no. See, I would have exactly. just walked over it with a cinder block and been like, smash. Like, just. I'm not even sure that would kill us. The snakes are pretty fucking tough, I think. Now, a snake, I wouldn't do that to because I have more sympathy for them. I <laughs> drove over a snake once and I felt bad about it for like a week. I wow. hate it. I felt like he just came out and I couldn't get around him. There was oncoming traffic and I drove over to him. I looked back and he was just writhing in the street. I felt really bad. Like, he, they don't deserve that shit. Like, I feel bad. Bats? Fuck a bat. 
Bats are See? fucking blind. People are always like, oh, but bats eat, eat, eat their weight and mosquitoes. They help the world. I looked it up. They eat like five or six fucking mosquitoes a night. They have the capacity to eat their weight in mosquitoes, but they're blind and fucking dumb. And so they eat like six or seven and then they go take a nap all day. Like they give fucking everything rabies. I fucking hate them. Like I hate every bat. All right. Snakes this are is how like, I feel about snakes. Yeah. And I appreciate yeah. that. But, yeah. I, but I think my hatred, like if I felt the way about snakes, that I feel the way about bats, I would tell you, you should have just gone over and cut its fucking head off. I don't think I could have got, I, first of all, I didn't have an instrument. I felt comfortable getting that close to like yeah. trying to use to try to kill it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think even when you like chop a head off a snake or kill or it something, the thing still like it's wiggles a, it's around a, and yeah. shit. It's a rough thing. That's you're being very intimate with that. Like I had to pick up a babe, dead baby bird the other day and you, I did could, too. you could feel all every, I could feel all of it. Like I yeah. could feel like I was really, it was really heartbreaking. Um, we, we even came home the other you know, a couple of days ago and I found like a, it was, um, uh, it was a dead rat and sort of like the, the, it was like the yard next to me, like the back of the house is kind of open and it's elevated. So it's not on my property and it's about like two feet off of my, where my backyard, like concrete floor is. Yeah. Uh, but I saw it and I was like, fuck, that's a dead rat. And there's like, you know, flies around it. But I was like, I just got the shovel and I like, picked it up and I like, threw it further behind the house <laughs> away from our property. Yeah. And I was like, but I had no problem dealing with that. And I hate rats. Like rats are gross and right. nasty and disgusting. But I like had no problem sort of getting kind of close to a it. Live snake, a live snake is a, that's a lot of feelings because it's alive. So that's, right. scary. that's scary in and of itself. Like it's just right. alive. You don't know right. for sure it's this fucking milk snake. Maybe right. it's a fucking. Right. Maybe, and is it how stuck is it? Could it actually boxing. like spring up and like bite me as yeah. I try to grab the fucking thing? I mean, it doesn't mean it won't bite you. Just because right. it isn't poisonous doesn't mean yeah. it won't bite you. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. I, uh, I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. One time I was hiking with, uh, it was a do- the dog we fostered before Kate. It was me, Kristen, and this other dog. We were out like on this little island. We'd driven a little boat to it. And I saw a garter snake, a big garter snake, but a, a garter snake nonetheless. And I just ran onto the boat. I was like, I just picked up the dog and I ran after it, pushed Kristen over. Like, I was like, I don't want to be a part of this. <laughs> They found it. They found an eight foot fucking snake in a park in Pittsburgh. It's apparently indigenous, so they're not going to move it. it. Someone saw it in a tree. I don't want to go to that park. Nope. Just because I don't want to run into that snake. I don't even want to go in my backyard anymore because now I know there's snakes around. Well, yeah, that's going to be a tough one. Yeah. Because they're going to keep showing up. They live under your house for sure. Yeah. There's places that I, that's not really accessible to us, so that's fine. Like, I, if, I don't, if they're out of sight, out of mind, that's cool. <laughs> But as soon as I fucking see the shit and then we like we had we had like the grass wasn't cut yet and we were going to have like some people come and cut the grass and all the stuff and they didn't do it yet. So now I'm like, I got the super tall grass all over the fucking yeah, property they're slithering around back there. Yeah. And I'm sure. like, and then I, we like we did all the weeding and, and flower beds and all that shit. And then I was like, like, you can't take it to the dump. So you got to sort of like, you know, compost it or just throw it in your back, you know, backyard somewhere. So I had to get the wheelbarrow. I was taking like eight loads of wheelbarrows through like high, tall, like bushy grass uh-uh. and all this other shit. Uh uh-uh. uh. And I'm That's, like walking in like rubber boots and like pants and it's like 90 degrees out and I'm sweating my ass off because it was like, there's a fucking it. snake in here somewhere. Yeah, that's, I, so I appreciate there's that. There's like layers to this. That You're I was overcoming like, man, your gonna... fears. That's, in, that's incredible. I, I, I don't think I conquered it. But you're, but you're facing it. I mean, that. I fucking Bo Schembechlered it, but yeah. I didn't conquer it. My, uh, I went to the Philippines once with Kristen. <laughs> yeah. She wanted to go in this fucking cave. It was this whole cave. You had to walk, you had to go down a, like a, a ladder into this mm-hmm. hole. And there were fucking bats coming out of this hole. And mm-hmm. I like and I went down there 
and it was this beautiful pristine underwater or underground lake and there and i was like i just stood with my back on the wall and like just looking at nothing like and yeah there was like a guy a guide that took us down and i was like you have fun please you and he was just like you are not a man and i was like i don't care i'm not a man i'm not going in this bat cave you guys go have fun murder her i don't care you guys do whatever you need to do (laughs) but i'll be here crying in the corner waiting for this experience to be over it's like riding a roller coaster with your eyes closed like i just was like i i came down here that's good enough like Mm -hmm. i see bats everywhere i look like fuck off that's why i love iceland iceland is one of two places on on the inhabitable united or inhabitable globe that do not have bats. There's not a single bat in Iceland. The entire fucking country. Oh, there yeah. you go. No bats. All right. It's a great place. Okay. I wonder if there's a snake-free place. Probably Alaska, maybe. I don't know. Mm, I don't know. I know. No, they've got snakes there, I think. They are a very scary animal, and I appreciate your fear. I, uh, I, I think it's worthwhile. Yeah. I mean, I think we all have something. Like, like, I don't like bats either, necessarily, but they don't freak me out, I don't think, like that. Unless they, like, start... Like flying around and like hovering and coming, like nose, you know, dive. They don't hover. They just fucking. Yeah, they don't they hover. But they, yeah, but they come start coming fucking, after you and get like close to you. Like, they yeah, fly I, like I moths. They fly like fucking moths. They don't even. Moths. I hate moths too. They're not. Yeah. Moths bat, are, man, I'll bats, fucking kill every single fucking, fucking moth in the world. Bats are jellyfish. Jellyfish are like the bats of the sea. They're fucking mm. useless. They just sting you and scare you. Yeah, yeah you're like, oh. But I'm not afraid of them. Like, I'm not like, oh. Like, bats Bats win. They, they, I'm very afraid of them. All right, moving right along. Let's Wait, get... what are you more afraid of, bats or jazz fans? <laughs> I mean, jazz bats aren't racist, <laughs> so I guess it's true. See, guess exactly. Ja- Maybe they're not fans, so bad. <laughs> jazz fans don't. Uh, jazz fans have like open carry licenses. Bats are just kind of like <laughs> just nerds, flying, flying, winged. What is the point of them anyway? Let's move on, because I've got an idea, Chris, and I want to. I want to. I want to throw it by you. Are Great. you ready? Yep. I've got a new way to fix baseball. Are you ready okay. for this? Okay. This is in light of the most recent base running issue, right? This guy in Pittsburgh, because every base running issue comes from Pittsburgh. Some dude in Pittsburgh hits a home run, misses first base, they throw him out, right? Like that, that happened. It was a huge okay. base running error. Okay. The likes of which we have rarely seen. <laughs> but, it, but it raised the question, why do you have to run the bases at all after a home run? So I was, I've been, and I think that the, the, the fan, the baseball fans answer is that the home run trot, for lack of a better word, is like the most exciting thing in baseball. You've got your Kirk Gibson <laughs> and the thing where they jump on the plate and everybody comes out and touches their head and. Sure. Just joy. Just right. pure baseball it's the joy. the one time baseball players can actually like celebrate. Yeah, they not, get to yeah. trot around and feel good right. about themselves. I, I think that's bullshit. So I have a new, I've, I've got a two-part way that's going to make baseball more exciting. It's about, slightly about base running, but also mostly about the home run. Okay. Let me bounce this idea off you. When you hit a home run, now this is every home run but a walk-off home run. That's its own thing, okay? So a home sure. run that ends the game is excluded from this concept. But every other home run, you hit the home run, you stay in the batter's box, and you get a chance to hit another home run. So it's basically a home run starts a home run derby. 
So Ooh. then the next pit, like if you hit it out, that's a home run. You get it. But if you hit like a double or a triple or whatever, you're out. Like that's just okay. a wrap. That's the end yep. of your bat bat. Yep. And you and the next guy up. So basically a home run, a home could turn into ten home runs. Yeah. If you were like a savvy home run hitter. Now and then that would eliminate home run trots. They wouldn't matter because you would just get an at bat and then eventually you get out. And it doesn't matter, but it's still ex- very exciting because if yep. you started hitting two or three more home runs, people would be really fucking into it. Like you'd be really excited about the next pitch after a home run. You'd be like, oh mm-hmm. shit, what's happening next? Mm-hmm. And maybe it would lead to an intentional walk. I don't fucking know. But like it would, it, it, like, or more intentional walks for, for power hitters. I don't know. Be more people on base, be better for baseball. And then the walk off, they'd still get to trot, but it'd only be in the instance of a walk off home run, which is way more exciting. Then you don't take it away from Kirk Gibson or whoever the fuck else needs their fucking trots around the bases so they can splash everybody <laughs> like the big panda at the end. Like, what? Give me a reason why this isn't a good idea. Okay, so I'm not, and I'll say this is why is because when you first told me you had, you were gonna fix baseball, you had another fix for baseball. I was like. Why are we even trying to fix baseball anymore? Like, I'm so like, I'm not even thinking about baseball. You, it, you can't fix baseball. You can't. I right. Know. It's like, it's, it's actually almost probably physically impossible. Right. But you did just make it more intimately, uh, more exciting. It's a better, it's better for everyone. It's more it's home runs. You, yeah. It's more, more exciting. It adds a level of intensity. The, the fans like would love this. The idea. fans would fucking love it. Plus, if your team's you, down eight turn. three, but you've got a fucking a couple ballers, or you can throw some DHs, you know, you t- you'd stack more home run hitters that would just be waiting for that instance. You'd have more of a chance yeah. to get it back in games without manufacturing a run. Like it's so you just, turn and you turn the one thing that that fans seem to love more than anything into is the a home run derby. And a home run derby could happen at any moment. You mm-hmm. can have a home run derby, which is incredible. Why is it? And why isn't that a good idea? Because fucking baseball traditionalists. Well, a, because no one listens to me, but B, because baseball traditionalists want things to say the same. They want it to be the same boring bullshit that they grandpa's grandpa's watched. You know, it's like, I just, I can't tell me why this isn't a good idea. America. I feel like it would make, I would be into it. I know that like, casual viewers would be into it like a younger generation would be like oh there's always a home run derby potential in mm-hmm. any game imagine the imagine the, the 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 clips and stuff that you could watch the highlights that, yeah. that you would produce from that and if a dude hit like three like you'd oh. be like oh like you'd just be buzzing it would be great like they would be like shit do we need to get this pitcher out of here like it would change the whole dynamic of the game every time somebody got a home a lead off home run a leadoff home run would just be like, mm-hmm. oh shit, what do we do? Mm-hmm. It'd be great. I would love you, could, it. you would actually, you would actually probably, you could change the dynamics of the lineup as well, and you start putting like power hitters towards the top of the lineup to try to just manufacture runs like right away out of the gate. Yeah, or you would just start subbing in fucking, you know, players that only hit home runs late in the game. Yeah, It'd this would, like uh, yeah, this would actually, this would actually help improve those the. the the aging uh, players who who can't be really play a position exactly. anymore, who are primarily just for DHs, but this would also be a huge uh, boon improvement for the National League if they do not do the the DH rule. And the shift you know, wouldn't the shift wouldn't matter. It, would, it has nothing to do with the shift because an out's an out, a hit's an out. Yep, it exactly. 
try, just try I like to, this. Try to I like this. It doesn't. It doesn't fix baseball, but it, it immensely improves the uh, the uh, the the sort of the the joy, I guess, or or the excitement and entertainment of baseball. Thank you. This is I like what this. I do. You actually, you know what? You've I, I think the last three or four times you you've tried to fix baseball, you actually bring up some really I think really great and interesting ideas. Thank you. I really liked this one. Uh, and it's like which is am- which is honestly it's impressive and amazing too because for both of us who do not enjoy baseball at all, you really put some like thought. But and, that's and I think why I don't have a stake in the game. I think that's why I can look at this. But you start thinking about these things somehow, and that's what's impressive to me. Like I don't even I'm just like whatever baseball. Who cares? <laughs> like you're actually you're actually like somehow in your brain you're actually working to actually try to to just kind of help solve some problems. I try to save baseball for no reason. I just yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's the it's the Mike Schmidt fan in me. I just uh, don't see a reason we can't do this. All right, that's it. I don't have anything else to talk about baseball. I don't care about rotation ratios or whatever the fuck it is. I don't care about you put snot on the ball. Like I don't care about any of that shit. Like, <laughs> like fucking. I put yeah. a little jalapeno up in my nose. <laughs> like we're gonna we're gonna be fucking that. We're gonna be that crazy about this. Uh yeah, listen, there's a reason why all these like stats from way back when where all these pitchers were incredible and the, the Cy Young was the name after a guy because he was so good at you know pitching and stuff, is because yeah, they used to use all these fucking grease and shit. Yeah. You know, who cares? on the balls. Who cares? It's, it's uh, yeah, who cares? Move on. Get the fuck off of baseball. Yes, let's do. All right. So basketball. We've got the great playoffs. Let's get there. Uh <laughs> have you been watching it all? Are you watching these playoffs? Yeah, I've been watching as much as I can. Um, uh, I've been watching the Sixers Hawks. I've been making a point to watch those two games. It's it's been um, I can't say it's been a great series, but it's been a really sort of sort of interesting series. It's fun for me to get all those text messages during the game with the fucking troll <laughs> the troll corner. Everybody shit like do am I that aggressive to other people's fucking teams that they like everybody whenever the Sixers play in the playoffs, everybody comes out of the woodworks to shit on them. Uh, I, don't, I can't say for sure because I don't really have a team that you really sort of come at me with. And, and uh, there was no, I mean, the, ne- the Knicks, like sometimes, but then sometimes you, you vacillate between sort of maybe talking shit and actually, you know, supporting them. So that one's a tough call too, I think. The, the uh, Benmo. And the other teams, I, I'm not sure. Benmo fucking comes out. Benmo, like, who I don't think has watched a basketball game all year, is like, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I hate to say it. This isn't hate, but this. Hawks team is really frisky. Meanwhile, they were the Sixers were up eighteen at that yeah. point, and I was like, "You're just trolling me, dude." Like, I, I'm not gonna take the bait. Sure, they're frisky. What fucking ever. Sure. Like, sure, all all six of their points have been very frisky. Uh, <laughs> I don't need to. I don't need anyone to tell me how bad the Sixers are. I watch them. Literally, I've had league pass. Yeah, yeah, you've been invented. texting. You've been texting me and, and others, like like questioning a lot of their stuff. And and I, know, I, I think you and I have been sort of of the same mind. I, I know they have flaws. I know that they're. I, I know that they're like. I know Ben Simmons only scored four points. I get it. And I know you want. You think Ben needs to leave, and I disagree with you. I still think there's a way it works. I don't. I I think he's when he shuts Trey Young down for the next three games. It's people, great. People are going to be like, oh well, I guess four points and all of the best free throws maybe does. I mean, Trey young had 14 fucking points. It was like a minus 18. Like this is the guy that where everyone's ready to dub the next Steph Curry, I mean, but he got, he had jumpers blocked. 
he had a three pointer blocked by Simmons. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was incredible. It's a, I, I think that there's a, there's a role for Simmons. The problem is, is he just takes up so much space and he's just sitting in the dunker spot, which is right. weird, weird no, for I a mean, point could, guard. No offense. To, listen, I like Ben Simmons and I appreciate his game, especially defensively and all that stuff he does. And it is, he's been incredible, especially because they, they actually, you know, went to the refs and, and the league or whatever and was like, listen, you got to stop calling these fucking ticky tack fouls for Trey Young. And like I, there was even a story. I think Doc Rivers even had his video department like cut up all the instances of this and like sent it to the league and was like, you, you know, you got to you, you can't you can't do this to us, basically. Right. Which is great. And that's that's I love I love when coaches do stuff Me too. like that. Uh, and they did. And then game two, there was a big noticeable difference there. They weren't, you know, Trey Young wasn't getting every single call that as soon as they like body him, you know, like the, you can't, you can't just get a foul on, on a body call or a hip check kind of a thing. Um, I thought for this fucking, for it, I, I thought the refs did their typical usual bad job. And I know that no one likes these refs, these old refs that ref that game two, but they didn't bite on flops at all. And I yeah. like that. I like like if yep. you fell down on a three, Shake tried to do it. Trey tried to do it a bunch of times. It, it happened. They weren't yeah, calling and, and the I, fall I down on the three. Called it. I think, but I think also they importantly they like they called it terribly both ways. Yeah, it was just. I think like they're they still were, calling some tech fouls. It's just not for, like it's just the ones that they're they're, they're not doing it for Trey Young, which is what I sort of appreciate. Then at that point, basketball, because, unless it's the Nets running away with forty point game that they can't help. Playoff basketball gets refed so that the games are close. It's just a matter right. of fact. Yeah. Right. And it's so and that were, you don't yeah, turn and, the fucking and, game off in the second quarter. Like it's always you, you you won't see runaway games. That's why the Sixers were up eighteen and the and the the Hawks were up eighteen in the fourth quarter or in the first quarter, and they both ended up to be mildly close games at some point. Every game is gonna get refed to keep it close so that you don't turn it off. It's just a you just hope right. that it doesn't alter the ultimate outcome. Right. But but so my so my problem though, and and it and and it even with all that's happened, right in game one, I wasn't like too worried about the Sixers because they lost because they came back from twenty or thirty down and kept it close and they almost won that game in the end. And so it's like you you know Sixers are a better team uh, and they just they kind of they, and they showed up better in sort of game two. And then you know not to credit Doc too much because he should have gone to his bench and his young guys players more. And I think that's the thing about the Hawks is that they have so much their young guys have so much energy and, and, and sort of that uh, effort and hustle. Whereas Phillies looks like they're kind of, they play too slow at times and complacent. They don't have fast they, players. Max, they don't have fast players. Maxie's their, their only guy. Maxie's their only bouncy guy. Maxie's their only, their well, thigh, you know, thigh ball too. Like, but they, you know, and, and he doesn't and play Milton, offense. You've got, when you've got fucking thigh ball and Simmons out there, you've got two guys that like don't want to shoot the ball. Yeah, and but, can't but drive because they can't do other things. Like he was running the break, right? He was getting out front, and, and I, I don't know if it was Simmons or whoever like threw him a couple nice dimes, and he finished on the on the break. You need stuff like that though, or drive. He at least drives to the hole and tries to figure something out. Whereas like Simmons, Simmons was just I, he was on the court the whole game, and I was like, wait, where? I couldn't even. I literally I couldn't find him. I was like, wait, where is he standing on the court right now? It got weird because you're not. He's just not involving himself, and I, that's my problem. It's like this guy hasn't. I, I honestly, a hundred percent, this guy has not developed in the four years he's been in this league. No, he does. I mean, he's, he can't shoot. Like what has he done differently or what has his game grown? Oh, he has not changed his game. He has not he's changed not his changed game. At all. In fact, I think the one thing that That's the one place he has regressed is he doesn't drive from the top of the key the way he used to. Yeah. At he least used distribute to, used to the run thing. downhill and, and force people to, to find him. I, yeah, I, 
like I, when I think it's is like bringing the ball up and 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 doing and like all your offense is capable of is just basically Embiid sort of ISO try to dribble drive and then shoot you know one footed fadeaways or whatever. Maybe like that's this, a problem. But maybe this is even, what he wants to do. Like I I don't know Ben Simmons. I think he's an arrogant guy. I don't. I I think he probably doesn't listen to anything anybody tells him. Yeah, I think well, he has so been, much talent. I don't think he feels like he needs to. And I think he's been given everything he's ever wanted. Everyone's been kowtowing on him. If you watch that hey. Ben Simmons documentary, like his whole family's just up his ass since he was fucking fourteen years old. Like he's not going to change. He's not going to say, "Oh, I need to change my game or I need to be a better like shooter" until he absolutely has to. Until it like alters his ego I'm but not even sure then at that point right there's just some maybe guys who not. Just never maybe not maybe we'll never know if he's right and i don't think he cares not. right like I, I, he just doesn't seem interested at all in but is sense. it the like, worst thing that he's like a really good defensive player like if he was of, if he was just you know stat grabbing rebounds and assists it'd be like well we don't need that we can find that in a role player that isn't a right. max contract guy but he's undeniably uh, good at defense like he's he is but, second but best I, defensive player in the league according to Defensive Player of the Year voting or whatever the fuck it is. Well, that the whole, that was he was robbed of that. I'll guarantee you that because Gobert can only do one thing or defend one position, and Ben Simmons is out there guarding Trey Young, and it shows you exactly how incredible defense. Have we is. Are, have we already forgotten the fucking Rudy Gobert? Gave, Rudy Gobert gave the fucking league COVID. That the Jazz well, were the first COVID people. Like, are we like we're over it? We're over hating this fucking team. We're over hating Rudy Gobert. This guys are fucking worse. I like I I can't like. And yeah, he defends one position and kind of yeah. doesn't do it that well and definitely yeah. doesn't do it down the stretch. Yeah, yeah. The fact that John Morant was still trying to dunk on him the whole entire time who was not intimidated by him, yeah. I think is a, is a big tell. If players aren't intimidated by him, they'll go at him. He's just long and tall enough that he can actually block their shots at the rim and stuff. Like, it's not that, it's not that impressive, actually. To me. I, don't, I don't think and so. I'm a, I'm a, I love big men. I love defensive big men. I mean, I liked that the two MVP finalists were, were essentially centers. I think that that was like a nice change of pace. Did you know? I looked this up. Did you know that the like the last time? I mean, I think there's only been four MVPs that have won the championship. Like I think mm. the, the Steph, yeah, it's Steph, right. uh, Shaq, Jordan, and and yeah. and uh, yeah. and LeBron. That's it. That's your list. Yeah, those are the like what the fuck does well, MVP it's a matter? It's a joke that the MVP. I think is the MVP the doesn't matter for shit. MVP sure. should go to the fucking th- to go to the best player on the team that wins the championship every year. So it should be, yeah. should be like, you know yeah. what? You were the most valuable player. Or win your conference or something. I don't know. Like, it's dumb. Yeah. It's dumb. Yeah. And that's why it was so sad to see that like, Chris Paul barely got any votes because it was like, the guy's obviously the MVP of that team. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah. Anyway, I like so. It. Well, go let ahead. me um, let me go back though something with Ben Simmons though because I want to finish one thought because you kept saying like he's so good at defense. Like that's I, I think you could, I, that's his value. And I, but you can't pay him $30 million a year just to sort of be that great defensively. Like you could Bowen? find, like if you started Thibault then in his place and just had him on Trey Young, I think he would do almost as good of a job as Simmons. Like I think you could find guys who are that great defensively that you can sort of plug in and not pay even $10 million for. And stretch the like Simmons. So it's still Simmons is not like, unless he's averaging triple doubles in a, in a way. Where he's, you know, where he's averaging 10, 10 assists and ten rebounds, he's just not. He's not active. He's not all. He's just standing there. I did. I don't disagree. I I hope that the Sixers advance to play the Nets, and we can see the real value of Ben Simmons, especially from a defensive end. Because if they just get blown out in four, I've seen. I've already seen the real value defensively from him now. Like, yeah, he's not going to show me anything more against the Nets. Like, unless he's unless he's averaging twenty points. Like, you can't. Your second best player, technically. 
on the team. You can't be averaging 14 points a game in the playoffs. There's a weird softness to the whole team, minus Embiid and maybe yeah. Mike Scott. Like right. Harris comes out, scores the first 12 points, and then just kind of disappears, gets yeah. like complacent. Like Shake Milton saved their season. That first three was the first points they'd had off the bench in the game, and it came yeah. in the late in the third yeah. quarter. Like the, Shake Milton, a player, like, I mean, that good on Doc to fucking try somebody. And good on Finally. Shake to fucking nut up, but like he can't just rely on his on his veterans here. He needs, to, especially against his Atlanta team, like the matchups there. Like he needs that energy and that and that 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 athleticism and those other guys can bring. It totally changed the dynamic of that game. So I have one thing to say about the Sixers uh, front office. Elton Brand can go to hell for fucking trading Zaire Smith for, uh, or getting Zaire Smith for. Mikael Bridges, because that player would make this team yep. so incredible. Yep. He'd make yep. he'd make Ben Simmons completely, yep, dispensable. Like that, the 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 curse of fucking Mikael Bridges will probably follow this team for the till the end of Elton Brand's life. Like, and I and honestly, like they fucking deserve it the way they fucking did him dirty. And I hated it in the moment, and I hate it when he fucking puts up a plus twenty four. Sure, his mom was working for the team. I mean, it's just the whole fucking thing is just gross. He, yep. His mom cried. He cried. Like they, just, yeah. and the, at that point, you still have the opportunity to 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 pull pull back on yep. your on yep. your over smart thinking, Elton Brand. Stop trying to be someone you're not. He, it's like I, I I'm watching these playoffs, and it's that that is the, you know, that's definitely there. But he has made some crafty moves, and getting Seth for Josh Richardson was great. Like Incredible. that's that that to me makes so much sense. Getting rid of JJ, who was long in the tooth, who now c- couldn't even start for the Mavs, also mm-hmm. good. Now it doesn't make up for the fact that like Mikael Bridges would make this team undeniably better, but he got out of that Josh Richardson situation, out of the Al Horford situation, which he put himself into. Don't mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, but he made the proper adjustments, and I think that they're a much better team because of it. Dwight even put in fucking minutes the last game that kept him yeah. beat off the kept him beat off the court. Yep. In exactly. a, in a crucial part of the game. So I I I've I have mixed feelings about Elton Brand as a as a GM. I think that I'm never gonna forgive him for Mikel Bridges, but but I'm uh I'm I can't deny the fact of like how important Seth Curry is to this team. Uh, I, I, like he's, I mean, he's a second leading scorer, right? He's almost average. He's averaging what seventeen or eighteen points in the in yeah, the playoffs. Yeah, and he's like, shooting with just big balls. Yeah, it's incredible. It's so great. And like that's why again, that's another knock on Simmons. And basically, it's like what you need is more guys like that, and not like basically Simmons. Like, you spacers, need another shooter. You need another cloggers, reliable yeah. scorer. So when Embiid's not in the game, like you, you have a go-to guy or something. So I mean, at the very least, like you know, if you you bring in like a Lou Williams or a sixth man or somebody like that to give you some offense. I think, I think it'll be Maxi eventually. I think that I think so too, but it might take another year or two before those guys. And like Thibault maybe develops a better, like a little bit more better, a better, more consistent three point shot or something like that. Maybe they do have a lot uh, of pieces now, though. They could trade. Yeah, they have those they guys. Shake, guys they, too, trade, that, like, they just need them a little they more. They could time. trade Shake tomorrow and fucking get like so much for him. <laughs> they could get more for Shake Milton than the Mavs could get for Tyler Hero right now. <laughs> Not even joking. <laughs> Let's make these picks and get the fuck out of here. What do you say? All right. So tonight in the NBA, you got the Brooklyn Nets, who I just am thoroughly enjoying whoop the fucking Bucks asses are are traveling to Milwaukee, correct? Uh, Where the Bucks are favorites for some fucking unknown reason. Minus four, Milwaukee. They're at home. 
that it's worth four points to yeah, be Cream I, City. Mm, Cream City. I feel like without I feel Big like Ragu. I feel like the Bucks are gonna. Well, I you know this is man. I've been trying to. I've been trying to be high on the Bucks here for the last two series. Uh, I didn't think they would lose two games to Brooklyn like this. I thought it'd be a lot closer. At least I thought actually they'd win. It's gonna be hard for them. I mean, they could still win in six. Your prediction could still happen. Yeah, I still, man. I don't know. I the Nets. The Nets are playing out their out their mind, and especially defensively, they've they've stepped their game up. And their role players are fucking playing out of their minds. Like they're like, yeah, it's been great. And I'm not talking about Blake. I'm talking about these other fucking no name motherfuckers. No, no, yeah, uh, like Bruce Brown is Bruce incredible. Brown, like he's basically yeah. playing as a, like a default center in yeah. a way, undersized center. Yeah, like he'll guard anybody, which yeah. is and that's he's six four. He's Can my you imagine height. if Spencer Dinwiddie wasn't injured? <laughs> this fucking oh. team would be insane. It's it, yeah, it's been impressive. Um, to me, even if you, like Mike James, you know, stepping up, uh, yeah. getting some minutes here and there. To me, if you're getting it, four points and you're the I think Brooke, you take and you're that. the best ba- team in basketball, you take those four points. It's yeah, the best team in basketball. Yeah, it's a, yeah. We got to take it. I feel like Bucks are going to win at least one here, especially at home. They're, they've got to shoot better because they've been shooting terribly, and I, I can't attribute that fully to like an incredible. You Nets know who defense. sucks? So like, you know who sucks and is overrated? Chris uh, Middleton. Yeah, he's he's back to being like the last couple of years. Chris Middleton in the playoffs, he's fucking right? Whack, dude. He stepped up. He stepped up in that last series, and I was like, okay, here we go. He's like showing me something. They should trade his ass to fucking Utah. They will love him in Utah. Mm. He's a I remember I was the, did I ever say that trade scenario to you? I, like I think they should trade Middleton for DeRozan. Oh, you did, and that would be perfect. That would be great. Oh. Middleton would be a great Spurs guy. I would too. love that team. I would love that. Middleton is a spur. You're right. He's too black for Jazz, but he'd work in San Antonio. You're right. <laughs> All right, Clippers. Speaking of the Jazz, are getting plus three and a half against the Utah Jazz. Who? Ugh. I don't know. Uh, maybe they're good. I don't know. Donovan Mitchell seems to like to play basketball. This game two? Yeah, game two. The Clippers oh, are not getting a break. They're like No. They're they're get they've they got to be a little tired. Yeah, I know. But for a team that rested the entire season, like this isn't great for them to have to play this like up tempo, like seven game series bullshit. And this series will probably go six or seven as well. So maybe probably, that'll be the Um the fact that playoff P keeps trying to double and triple and quadruple down on him you know, coming around and like, he'll make start playing well, you know, all stuff when he's like shooting, what was the stat? I saw something like he's, he's one of a f- only a few people who's been shooting like under 25% in his playoffs or something. He's got a nice stroke though. I gotta say like, it's a pretty looking. Sure. But what is that? That doesn't get I know. you anywhere. That's all. I'm just uh, the only, po- I'm just trying to give a positive anyway. Tuesday, okay. So hold on. Tuesday was Paul George's 10th career postseason game shooting 25% or worse from the field. Wow. Minimum like 15 attempts. Wow. That's the third most games by any player since the shot clock era began in like the 50s. Who are the other two? Uh, the only two who had more games of shooting worse than 25% are Bob Cousy <laughs> and Tommy Heinsohn. Are those both Celtics? I believe so, yes. God damn, that's great company. That's wonderful. <laughs> great stat. So basically, Paul George should just be traded to the Celtics. This, yeah. Who do you think is going to win this game? Uh, you know what? I... I it, it's it's Utah at home minus three and a half. I got you. Got to take Utah, don't you? I guess. Give I'll, up, I'll give up three and a half points. I'd say take the money line. I don't. I'm yeah, not convinced three right. and a half. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So let's go Nets plus four, Utah money line. Okay. Lock it in. There's your parlay. Do we even want to do the f- the Friday games? No, I don't care because we've gone okay. we've gone an hour and that felt like a good <laughs> solid hour. Great. <laughs>
All right? Wrap it. All right. You have yourself a great weekend, everybody. We'll yeah. talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Not for nothing. <laughs>